Hello and welcome to another episode of Kato Upanishad, a podcast that conveys and explains the meaning behind one of the ten principal Upanishads. This podcast is compiled from a series of talks that Sadhguru Sri Madhusudan Sai gave in 2020 and can also be viewed in video form on saiprakashna.org. A link will be in the show notes. So without any further introduction, please enjoy this episode of Kato Upanishad. So the whole idea of putting dharma and adharma for what? So that we are conscious that beyond dharma and adharma we are here to attain the highest truth. And dharma and dharmas are only ways to keep us in a disciplined track. To not let, go, let us go out of discipline. Otherwise it's very easy for the mind to slide back into senses and start getting into the wrong ways. So we have to keep the idea of adharma dharma to keep our minds under control. But beyond that there is no use of this dharma dharma. A snake went and ate a frog which was uh, pregnant. What is your reaction? So somebody went and hit the snake and saved the frog and came back and told the Guru, Guruji, I have saved the poor frog which was pregnant from a snake. Then the Guru asked, what if the snake was also pregnant? And it also needed the food that it needs. Which is dharma now tell me and which is adharma? Did you do dharma by saving the frog or did you do adharma by starving the snake? A lion goes and attacks a deer, a mother deer and then kills the mother deer and all the little fawns at home are waiting for the mother to return in the evening and they are waiting and waiting and waiting the mother has not returned home. So somebody in the audience I said why are you doing this? Oh, poor fawns are waiting, babies are waiting. I told, what if the babies of lion are waiting for food at home and if the lion does not get food for the babies at home, now do for the babies too. Why lion's babies are any lesser than the babies of the deer? Are they not babies? Are they not dependent on their parents for their food? If lion does not kill the deer, what will it feed its babies? No, no, lion kills and eats, deer only eats grass. Because deer can only eat grass, it cannot kill and eat, it is not made like that. And lion's only way is to kill and eat, it can't eat grass, it's not made like that. Therefore, they are just going by what is their natural way of life. So, is there a dharma, a lion has become adharmic by killing the mother of poor little fawns? Can you call lion adharmic? Why should you call at all? Because lion is just going about what it has been given to do. The God has created him in the way that he has to kill animals too. Why should he go and do an interview to deer? Are you a mother? Do you have small children? Oh, I'm not killing you now. That is by nature. Likewise, we also have a nature as human beings, which is beyond dharma and adharma. Like lion's nature is beyond dharma and adharma. Like the snake's nature is beyond dharma and adharma. We have a nature which is beyond dharma and adharma. When we forget our true nature that we are divine and we operate from our mind and body, then only dharma and adharma come into picture. But when you truly behave as your true self, which you are divine, like lion will behave like a lion, it can't behave like a sheep, it can't behave like an elephant, it can't eat grass just because the deer has few children at home. 
It won't tell, okay, today I will manage with grass and I will feed grass to my babies. Likewise, when it lives by its own true nature, there is no dharma, dharma. When we live with our own true nature of Brahman, we have no dharma, dharma. So all this dharma, dharma business happens when we forget that we are God and we think we are a human, a teacher, a father, a mother, a a businessman, then this rule starts applying. For the one who is just living by the true nature, dharma, dharma don't apply. See, Nachiketa knows this. So what he says, Anyatra dharma, Anyatra dharma. It is different from dharma and adharma. That. And what else is there? He says, Anyatra asmat krita akritat. See, in this world, the whole world is running on two principles. Karana and karya. Karana means the cause, karya is the effect. Look into everything. There is a reason for why you do things and then the thing which is done because of the reason. There are only two things. A third means you can say the doer is there and the instrument of doing is there. But the primary reason for why anything happens in this world, there should be a reason to do it. Without a reason, who will do anything? And once the reason is clear to you, you just go about doing what is needed to be done. So, karana karya, these two things bind everything in this world. Why do you study? Karana is, I want to gain knowledge or I want to pass, I want to get a certificate, I want to get into bigger college, I want to get a job. Some reason is there, that's why you study. Because of the reason you study. If there was no reason, why will you study? Because you are hungry, that is the reason why you eat. If there is no hunger, will you eat? Some of us may still eat, but then they shouldn't be eating. So everything in this world is bound by these two. One is Krita means the Karya and Akrita which is the Karana. Akrita means not done. That means the reason for it. And Krita is that which is done. That means the work that has been done out of that reason. So he says everything is bound by reason and uh, action. You go and observe this for yourself. Everything has a reason behind it. Even why you behave in a certain way, there is a reason behind it. Without a reason, nothing happens in this world. Very clear, isn't it? One person was uh, told, uh, he got into an interview, it seems. And the interviewer asked, I will ask you one tough question or I'll ask you ten easy questions. You choose which one you want. This boy said, uh, ask me one tough question. So they said, okay, which came first? The seed came first or the tree came first? He thought and said, seed came first. How do you say that? Sir, you said you will not ask me second question. You ask me one question, I have answered. See, it came first. How means that is no, you can't ask me the second question. So this is the Karya Karana. Why am I born like this? Because in your previous birth you were very bad. Why was I bad in the previous birth? Because previous to that birth you were very, very bad. Why was I bad? There is no end. Why I am poor? Why I am rich? Why I am intelligent? Why I am dull? Why I am ugly? Why I am beautiful? Why I am tall? Why I am short? Keep asking questions and keep suffering. Seed came first or tree came first? Keep suffering. There is no end to this suffering. Because you simply are looking for wrong answers. Brahma Vidya is not about learning the facts and figures of life. Brahma Vidya is like knowing the electricity. So what do I mean by saying, once who know Brahm, knows Brahman knows everything, when he sees a bulb, 
when others see the bulb, he sees there is electricity because of which the bulb is glowing. When others see a fan, he sees the electricity because of which the fan is moving. So Brahma Vidya is what? To know the reason behind everything. And not the things as such. So you mean to say Brahma Vidya should be able to tell the texture or composition of uh, elements and uh, plants and uh, objects? That is not the idea of Brahma Vidya. If you think by getting Brahma Vidya, I don't have to go to classes at all. I will just appear for the exam and Brahma will write everything and I will come out with a... Brahma Vidya is not to pass subjects, not to gain knowledge of getting into others, finding out what others are thinking, breaching privacy. This is not Brahma Vidya. Brahma Vidya is an idea of believing that everything is divine, therefore there is no reason to get attached to anybody or no reason to run away from anyone. Accepting both with equanimity is what Brahma Vidya teaches you. Yoga Vidya teaches you all these, Siddhis teach you all these things which you are asking. Siddhi, Patanjali Yoga Sutra, you see there are sutras which says if you focus on this area of the mind, you will get to know about the other person's thoughts. If you focus on this area of the chest, you will enter the other person. If you focus on toe, you will do this. If you for knee, you do that. Like that, these are all yoga siddhis are there. But Pachanjali himself says that these are all obstacles in Atma Jnana. He himself gives a caution, like cigarette smoking is injurious to health. Smoke at your risk. So your Patanjali writes all these secrets and writes very clearly. All these are obstacles, obstructions to the ultimate knowledge of Brahman. You will get stuck halfway. So that is how knowing Brahman does not mean you will get to know what is the texture, what is the material this chair is made of, no. You will only know at the end if it all lies Brahman alone. You will get to know the screen, that's why you will get to know everything. It's like gold and ornaments. You, you have a ring, you have a chain, you have a bracelet and you have some other, let us say, very new kind of a, of a jewel or an ornament. You may not have seen it before. So when somebody asks you, what is this? You may not be able to tell the name. But you'll know that it is gold. It's made of gold. That much you can tell. That is Brahma Vidya. It will tell you what it is made of. But what it is in necessary need not be knowing. So you just know that it is made of gold. What is it called? I don't know. Is it called a bangle or is it called something? Is a bracelet? He said, no, it's called bracelet. Oh, that's all. That difference is outside. The inside similarity is that all this is gold. So Brahma Vidya's vision is all is gold. If the bangle is made into, let us say, a chain, it's melted and made into a chain. Bangle has disappeared. And what has appeared now? Chain has appeared. But what did not disappear and what did not appear? Gold. That is Brahman. He did not appear, he did not disappear. The Brahman did not appear and disappear. The world appeared and disappeared. That is the idea of this Brahma Vidya. Knowing that everything gets known means you know this, you know the ephemerality of everything else, so therefore you will discard the other things. You can discriminate between a bangle and a chain because you are not going by their shape, size, design and beauty. You are going by the material, which is gold. And gold is value. Chain bracelets have value for, because of gold. Gold does not have a value because of chain and bracelet. Like that the world has a value because of Brahman. Brahman does not have a value because of the world. Brahman is invaluable like the gold, which never gets destroyed. So that is the idea he is telling. Krita, Krita, which is the reason? Gold is the reason and bangle is the uh, action. Or bangle is the reason and gold is the action. Gold is only both. 
this action reaction is your imagination that gold was earlier a piece of gold biscuit then it became a bangle now it was melted and became a chain in the old times you see ladies will have old jewelry then fashion changes then they go to the jeweler and say for my daughter's wedding i want to make new jewelry this old jewelry is no more in fashion so they will melt and make a new jewelry out of it but gold remains so for gold is there a reason no because gold was is and will be even after you change the size and shape and design of the ornaments ornaments have a reason what is the reason for ornament gold without gold ornaments cannot come into picture but gold has was always there in your cupboard gold doesn't have a reason likewise brahman does not have a reason brahman is the ultimate reason for everything further there is no reason for brahman brahman is the reason from which the world came brahman does not have any other reason therefore krita akrita cause and effect does not apply to brahman for all the world cause and effect applies you think about it see just if you hear once it won't be enough you sit down and now think how is the difference akrita akrita applies to gold and bangles gold was there before the bangle came into existence gold was there when bangle was in existence and gold will be there even if bangle goes out of the existence and becomes a chain therefore gold was is and will be bangle was now it is not that is what has happened with the bangle but the gold remained so gold does not have any reason but bangle has a reason or chain has a reason what is the bangle's reason there was gold what is chain's reason because there is a bangle but one thing that was common all through was gold so that is the way it says that anyatra asmat krita akrita seed came first tree came first no debate here whether brahman came first or before brahman something was there no brahman was is and will be that's why no no krita akrita to brahman and then what is anyatra bhuta cha bhavya cha bhuta means that which was bhavya means that will be so our mind swings between these two things only either it lives in the past or goes into the future so he is asking that that which is beyond past and future it is omnipresent you understand the concept here past is over future is coming gold was there in the bangle yes so bangle was past no gold will be there in the chain gold chain is the future what is the present gold was gold there in the past yes will gold be there in the future so gold is not just present but omnipresent that is the idea of anyatra bhutaccha bhavyaccha that which is beyond the bindings of the past and future the bangle is the past the chain is the future gold was in the past gold is in the present gold is in the future it is not affected by the changes that happen outside so this is trikala atita this is all karma karya atita this is dharma adharma atita that which is what nachiketa says yat tat that one which is tat pashyasi if you see it tadvada that which you see which is beyond dharma dharma cause and effect and past present and future that about that teach me stop praising me enough stop testing me enough now let's get to the point how much you go in circles 
also one more nature of nachiketeshu when he is praising what will happen oh we come so happy oh the gates of heaven have opened that's it why because that is where your ego starts going up so yama is praising this nachiketa left right center nothing like none like you have seen before i never seen a person like you attempted you you never got nachiketa saying stop 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 before i also become arrogant and think that i know everything he says for you the gates of heaven are opening you know this sadma vivrunate sadma i said vivrutam sadma means the gates of this great palace is opening now there is a story somebody asked us me how many gates are there for heaven only one gate is there how many gates are there for hell three gates are there trividam narkasyadam dwaram nasham atman there are the three gates to hell entering which one gets destroyed what are those kama krodha tatha lobha tasmat etat trayatrajet kama krodha and lobha these are the three gates to hell choose any gate you will enter hell east gate west gate north gate all gates to hell only kama desires krodha anger and lobha greed so they ask why three gates for hell and only one gate for heaven there is lot of crowd at hell you see traffic is too much therefore three gates for hell everybody wants to go to hell only nobody wants to come to heaven so when he is telling i have opened the gates of heaven to you nachiketa's answer is please stop praising me stop testing me don't tell me about dharma dharma do you do this you get that you do shreya you get that you praya you get that enough let's get to the point tell me about that which is beyond shreya and praya which is beyond dharma dharma which is beyond krita akrita which is beyond bhuta bhavya if you, that one which you see pashyasi tatvada you will say just now swami you told brahman cannot be seen with the eyes now you are telling yama is seeing that what does it mean it's a way to speak like he is a very good person i see you really don't see the goodness in that person but you say i see oh i see like we say it in english like that pashyasi and pashyasi has much deeper meaning when it comes to communication in our vedic tradition there are four communications that are there in vedic and uh, our scriptures that they have described the lowest level of communication is called vaikhari vani means we speak like what we are speaking words are being exchanged sound is being heard this is called vaikhari vani which is the lowest form of communication higher than this is called madhyama madhyama means we don't speak in words but we communicate in our minds like vyasa was dictating the mahabharata to ganesha vyasa gufa is somewhere maha ganesha gufa is somewhere else how did they communicate they communicated in their minds because they were far more refined their intellects were far more refined they could understand within their minds like many times mother can understand what the baby is going through even though baby cannot speak and express or you have a pet at home you understand the pet is communicating love to you even though the pet is not opening its mouth and speaking similarly the pet is understanding that you have love for the pet even though you are not whatever you say it cannot understand the the words but there is a exchange between a baby and mother you see the conversation in their eyes they understand each other but there is no physical word spoken so this is called a madhyama vani 
a vani which is a little deeper inside satla and then there is one called pashyanti is called third one pashyanti means i see it i know it because i see it suppose i there is one way to describe this is a tumbler describe in word you can describe there is one long thing with a shining body in which water is kept it has got a lid so there is a way of describe i have not seen it i am just describing it that is the vaikhari vani madhyama vani you tell that person you had last time you drank water for something ha ah, something like that so he will have immediately and mind to mind in his mind he will think okay there must have been a water tumbler similar thing is a tumbler kept here also he will relate and pashyanti i have seen it like this i don't need a description do i need to describe to myself what a tumbler is now because i have seen it with my own eyes so i know it that this is how tumbler is and i don't have to describe it to myself listen listen tumbler is a long th- no i've seen i'm seeing it you don't have to describe to me what it is so pashyanti and then there is called para para means i am the tumbler so i have why do i need to know it i know it by being that suppose you have to describe a boy or a girl in your class to somebody outside you have to describe to somebody if he has not seen the boy or a girl but to that boy and girl do you need to describe who he or she is don't have to because that girl knows i am this girl because she is the girl or the boy knows i am this boy because he is the boy so at para level you don't even have to see the truth you are the truth so you know the truth at the highest level you are the truth therefore you know the truth at the second level of pashyanti you see the truth so you know the truth at the third level madhyama you understand the truth through very many pointers at the fourth level you are spoken about the truth the truth is described to you so in four levels communication can happen here what is he saying to him yat tad pashyasi tad vada that one which you see which is beyond dharma dharma krita akrita and bhuta bhavya that one which you see tell me about that That concludes another episode of Kata Upanishad. As always, we hope you've enjoyed and found some meaning in it. For more podcasts, videos and other content of this kind, please visit saiprakashna.org. Until next time, thanks for listening and all the very best.